Player, a D&D play podcast set in the home-brewed world of Jekyll. We've got two DMs for some reason, which can only mean twice the fun. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time at... Theater of the Mind Flare! Hey welcome to Theater of the Mind Flare, the podcast that will make you pee your pants, whip them off, whiz them around your head like a, like a, like a helicopter, and you become like a human piss sprinkler. I'm uh, Jacob <laughs> Mason. This is Caleb Dowdle. How you doing? Oh, hey, I'm good. And uh, where are your DMs for the night? How's your night been so far? Yeah, it's not too bad. Excited to kick off this campaign. Yeah. Everyone's ready fun. to go. Everyone looks ready to go. We've got our wonderful cast around the table. Why don't you say hey and introduce yourself? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I was expecting to be picked on first again. No, uh, no, 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 no. This is D&D. You guys can do whatever you want. Luke was not making eye contact there. He was very yeah. straight ahead. I was exclusively looking at you as well. <laughs> like, just for Luke, we'll do popcorn style so that you never feel. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys all doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Ready to roll some dice. That's a very appropriate response <laughs> how are you actually doing characters uh, that is a little more uh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> psychology with hercules yeah so we're gonna play like a little bit of would you rather but rather than answering as yourselves which you're still yet to say your names if you wish to <laughs> hi if you I'm wish Luke. i'll start hi my name is hercules Mays, and i will be pledging edoroth pledging Pledging? Playing? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're going to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> hey, uh, Hercules, who are you pledging today? <laughs> well, now it has to stay. It <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, no, I'm Hercules Maze, and I'll be playing Edorath. Ladies, after you. Oh, wow. It's such a gentleman. And they say chivalry is dead. I'm Dalen Lester Seraphine. <laughs> My mom would be so proud. <laughs> And I am playing Sephirith. She'd be so proud if she didn't already know what a piece of shit I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dalen. I'm going to jump in then. Screw you, ladies. I'm Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Bias Jor. And that's all you need to know. And I am Danielle. And I am playing Agnar Ural. So we're going to play a little game of uh, Would You Rather. I have not thought of a Would no, You Rather we, scenario. We... But you know what? How about I think up one half and you think okay, up the other yeah, half? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. We love partnership. So would you, yeah. I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> so doing this in character, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, would you rather for your character? You don't need to do it in character, but it's not you, Hercules. It's your character, how they would answer. Would your character rather get their tooth pulled without anesthetic or, Caleb's thinking, he's looking up to the sky, he's rubbing his leg. Or have one giant sharp tooth that does come in handy for biting, but like it's a just, cyclops too. It's so it's just slightly too big, so it's always kind of piercing your lip. Oh. You know, just like enough that it starts to scab. I would say off to the side. Do you have side. other teeth as well, or just the you one? You do tooth? have other teeth, yeah. But you have a snaggle tooth. But you've got like one snaggle, and it like yeah, it just kind of bursts the skin on your lip just ever so slightly. Like a vampire that was playing hockey and didn't wear a mouth. Exactly. Guard. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's perfect description. <laughs> yeah. One tooth. Get it over and done. <laughs> Oh. Really? Yeah. Okay. One, one tooth, tooth pulled. going to piss you off for the rest of your life. One, oh, one no, tooth one tooth pulled oh. with no anesthetic. Cool. Yeah, no, the the yeah. like little canker, the constant pain. I think no, I don't think she could do that. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah. She'd rather do the one hard yeah. hit. Yeah. Have you ever had braces? Oh yeah, yeah, from third grade. I had them all through high school, and yeah. and I had the the pallet spreader, which yes, is, same, oh. same. And have you spent the rest of your life paranoid about your teeth? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are we answering in character or as us? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no Fantasy World. They have oh, okay. a very in-depth orthodontic system. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. That is the one thing about this world. Everything is fantasy except for dental dentistry. Health. Yeah. <laughs> and now Caleb and I have to make a note. Yeah, I was, I was literally like. <laughs> All right. So, lore question then: Do turtles have teeth in your world? Oh. Ooh. Or do they just have like the beak? No beak. Mm. beak. That's a good question. Snagglebeak. Because wasn't that like yeah. Franklin didn't have any teeth and that was a whole thing? Who's Franklin? Oh, Franklin the Turtle. You don't Franklin know Franklin the Turtle. I didn't grow up here. That's fair. That that was, I thought Franklin's, that was British. I thought it was British. Yeah. 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 I, we, I knew Franklin. What age? Oh. How old's Franklin? I don't know. He's a kid, man. I, had, I, I got. One, I'm older than all of you. And two, I was in Houston until I was eight. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's anyone can okay. guess my accent, you win. By the way, Franklin's like an adorable children's turtle story. <laughs> Ignore the weird setup of that sentence. But cadence, cadence is important on podcast. But there was there was like one story about him. All of his friends are losing their teeth, and he doesn't feel included because turtles don't have teeth. So he's like, so he cut off his lips. <laughs> <laughs> but was he a turtle or uh, a tortoise? You think it's a turtle? Well, what is a turtle, if not both? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Answer the. I'm gonna question. say. I'm gonna say they must have teeth, right? Otherwise, you're gonna have a hard time eating any kind of food that's not made for. That's a, not a just turtle, lettuce, you know. Like, <laughs> Maybe that's. Well, they the, like done. Mash right. it around, right? Yeah. But no, yeah. I leave yeah. that up to you. We leave that up to you. Whether I would pull my own tooth out with no anesthetic. Okay, and if you didn't have teeth, if it was just like snagglebake or. Beak pulled off with it. <laughs> I didn't think that through. Turtles <laughs> like a clipped I, I beak. I just googled it. Turtles do not have teeth. There you go. Ooh, you don't have teeth, but they All do right. have a beak. It's <laughs> a snaggle beak. <laughs> Forced into snaggle. Is it, oh, is it floppy? Is it floppy? Yeah, or is it like hard snaggle beak? I can't picture a floppy beak. Okay. You know what? Hang on. Let me let me say this. You know what a floppy beak is? Lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Questions of physics you never thought you'd have to go so through. So does my turtle have lips? All right, done. Yeah. Oh, now I'm picturing a turtle with lips, and that's weird. Remember when this was a D and D podcast? Okay. Well, as okay, a so fellow, I should roll to see if I have lips. As a fellow beak. As as a fellow beaked character mm -hmm. what i picture in my head is like you know when you see those seagulls and they're slightly malformed and they have a little like misaligned oh, beak situation yeah. and they're like hang on did your character eat by like getting food and then tilting their neck back and like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes <laughs> awesome. that probably sounded great in an audio <laughs> it looked better no i can make it sound worse <laughs> oh, God. so you'd go snaggle cross beak yeah I, i'd definitely go snaggle beak over like a beak clip yeah, type situation. Yeah. I think that would be awful. Two yeah. different directions. A big clip's got to be the same in the same territory as clipping dogs' ears and tails, right? Yeah. Well, I just got real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn, if I you right? clip dogs' ears or tails, I fucking hate you. There we go. We'll put that out there. That's an opinion we can fucking get by. <laughs> Good. Yep. Seconded. Good. Safe, safe opinion. I don't. I was on Team Snaggletooth, but now I'm like really thick. Like, which tooth would it have to be pulled? Front, middle. Oh. <laughs> One of the middle two. Okay. I'm not talking about Tom Cruise's middle tooth. tooth. All the way. Snaggle tooth all the way. Yes, because he cares just enough about his looks that he would also not want that missing tooth. Interesting. Okay. Bit of a narcissist, is he? Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm. How's Aren't his we charisma? All? 14. Oh, oh, I didn't expect an answer. <laughs> Caleb, can I have a quick conversation with these guys not listening? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 Caleb. 
I'm starting to wonder if we've picked the right people for this, you know. Oh, I already decided that we definitely have not. Oh, okay. Do you want to just do a podcast anyway with these people? Be awkward to make them and leave. We'll, we'll tell them that we're recording anyway. We'll tell them that we're <laughs> recording. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna Are you guys actually not listening? You fucker. You say, I want to have a conversation without listening. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Three of us fucking. <laughs> never trust anything I say. Plug our ears and are looking at each other like, can we unplug them? <laughs> Of course you can. If ever I if ever I do that. Surprisingly, Danny was the only one who didn't. Yeah, because Danny yeah. knows the bullshit. <laughs> I'm quite well attuned to Dakes. We're about to do some bullshit, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Speaking of doing some bullshit, let's play some D and D. Woo! Theater of the mind flip. Our adventure is set in the world of Jacail, a land in relative infancy. Its magic and technology are often primitive, but have lately been evolving at a rapid pace. Nestled under a literal giant eyeball in the sky, Jekyll is broken up into several continents. Cut your faces when he said that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, giant eye, there's a giant eye in the sky. These vary greatly, these continents, from the roaming savage wilds of Fiona to the hectic hustle and bustle of the city streets of Oyer. Oh, I gotta be somewhere quick. <laughs> no, no, totally. Totally, that's the improv nature this of this is whole the thing. Undermining that I will do to you the entire scene. No, it's totally. We have our own bully artist. Yeah. <laughs> but our tale begins in a region unbothered by pretense and crowds, a domain where those rejected by society find shelter, refuge, and maybe more. Our tale begins in Bok, in the small harbor town of Kuen, an old and creaking ship pulls up to dock. Its crew, sunburnt and haggard, drop down the gangplank as a group of gnomes start unloading the ship. A group of passengers also take their first steps to shore. Salt hangs heavy in the air as they depart and begin stretching their cramped legs as they take in the meagre village before them. Of the group, two in particular stand out. Bias Jor, would you like to introduce your character? Damn it, me first again? (laughs) (laughs) He drowns immediately. Moving on! As in, just to introduce myself. How does Bias look? How oh. is he coming off the boat? What's he wearing? You know, just give us a give us a glimpse into we this scene. Yeah. We want to know what he looks like. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, as the camera zooms in on Bias Jor, <laughs> you see this storm cloud blue shelled turtle who stands a massive five foot two inches tall, and he stands a massive three foot two inches wide. He's got some giant shoulders and some legs that are the size of tree trunks. As the camera pans around from the face, you see he's got a normal beak. He doesn't have <laughs> lips. <laughs> so... <laughs> that was not canon. And as it pans around the back of his shell, you see that his shell is flicked with a white-gray spittle, like from a paint when you whip that paintbrush. And on his back, there is a giant sort of crater where the shell has been impacted and then there's these gold lines that are lightning out from this impact crater on his back there is also this giant double-headed warhammer with a four inch long shaft shaft in there (laughs) can you say that again that's slow everyone just went "Mm." (laughs) more about the shaft four inches you say More description, please. <laughs> what about the tip? <laughs> the tip is pointy. Oh, God. <laughs> Mainly because the tip of the shaft is an <laughs> elephant tusk. Damn. <laughs> nice. And that's kind of all you really notice that stands out about him. Disembarks from the boat and sort of 
stands there and looks around and yells a couple of expletives at his gnome friends. He's a big fan of the gnomes. I got to get to my Scottish accent. I might need Dalen to lead me in. <laughs> no, come on, you've got it. You're perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, okay, go. Okay, I'm cool. getting there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, yelling at one of his gnomes. Hey, Jedoff. Jedoff, get get over here. What? What do you want? What do you uh, want? I, I, I got an itch on the back, back of my shell. I'm not here you? to scratch you. I, I need to unpack the boat with everyone else. You can't just get me up here helping you, for fuck's sake. That's not what you said last night. <laughs> Seriously. Are going to go through this in front of everybody? <laughs> I swat a kick at him, trying to push him into the Jesus water. fucking Christ. Fine, I'll scratch your back. Yeah. If you scratch mine, there you go. You like that? You like that? As Bias is getting his back scratched, looking on in amusement, is another figure on the boat. Agnar, would you like to introduce your card? Sure. So, Agnar is a young Aarakocra. Her... Feathers are of a reddish-brown color. She's about five foot tall. And she would be somewhat reminiscent of a young chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like a yellow chicken? Chick? Like a little chick? No, no, like a, like a, a young hen. Okay. So, yeah, ready brown with maybe a few flecks of green or something. But less elegant looking than maybe some Arakokra who, who might be more hawk or owl-based. <laughs> uh, she is wearing... Some simple white linen robes has a rosary set around mm. her neck, which she is fiddling with somewhat nervously. And she has a small satchel on her side and a fairly hefty looking cast iron pan on her other side. So as Agnar sees Bias getting his back scratch, would you like to depart the boat or would you like to go over? I think Agnar's watching this from... A distance a little yeah. with somewhat shocked curiosity. Higher or lower? <laughs> Higher or lower? I know what you're going to say. You know I'll just it. go lower anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky little shits. Get out of here. Ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Catch you when you get back. Okay. Love you. Hey, Agnar. Oh, uh, yes. You said you had business in town. Oh, I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go Irish. I can do an Irish. Hey, Agnar. <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> you said he had business in town. I could do ADR. <laughs> yes, oh, I do. Okay, join some company. Oh, um, I suppose I'm supposed to be meeting someone here, but I'm not sure who. How do you know who you're meeting if you don't know who they are? Well, I don't know. What? I mean, <laughs> the Mother Superior said there would be someone at the docks to take me to the temple, but I have no idea who they are, and she didn't either, and we haven't heard from them, and I'm, I'm really not quite sure what I'm supposed to do right now. Well, aren't you a brave one? Do Just showing know? up in the bumfuck middle of nowhere. Well. <laughs> is this canon now? Is this actually? Is this, is this what we're listening to now? This is good. This is good. Fantasy accents. It's fantasy accents. Well, uh, I suppose brave is one word. Do you know where the temple is? Which temple? Well, the temple of Brigantia. Oh, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my first time being here, so I, I got as much uh, knowledge as you. Oh, okay. Well, I don't see anyone in white robes, so guessing they're not here. Where are you going? I don't really know. Um, hey, what was his name? Geoff? What? Do you know where the temple of... Fuck it, uh, let me come back what, down. What, let me come back down. Okay, okay. Brigante, what, do you what, know the what is temple it? of Brigante? Yeah, I'll be up in a second. Yeah, sorry, what? Um, um, hi. Hi. 
We met on the on the ship, and I know. I know, okay. but you said hi, so I thought I'd say hi. <laughs> oh, it was very polite of you. Oh, thank you. So you're brave and polite. Okay, uh, ask your question to him. Might he might know. Um. Well, I'm supposed to be waiting for someone, but they're not here. So, I'm looking for the Temple of Brigantia. I, d- I don't know of any temples or anything like that. I-, I think if you really, really want to, you know, find out information like that, you probably have to head to the center. You probably have to head to Bale. Oh, where's that? Well, you just follow the road, and it takes you takes you to Bale. Most roads will take you to Bale. To Bale? Yeah, it's the center. It's the center of town. The center of uh, center of the center of the continent. Oh, city. Yeah, it's the main sort of place. I mean, there's plenty of other places you can visit, but if you're looking for info, Bale's probably the place to be. Oh, well. Do you want to go to bail? No, I'm good. Fa- oh, you're not. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, never mind. I mean, you can come too if no, you want. No, no. I mean, we, we've I... got to unload a bunch of stuff, uh, and we're actually taking it. Uh, we're actually taking a bunch of stuff to uh, the, the, the the one of the other places. <laughs> <laughs> the super put a place in <laughs> for world building. We are gonna need a shit ton of ADR. <laughs> <laughs> I just reach out we're, and we're I just start to... scratching his back. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's it. His legs starts to kick like a dog. Like, <laughs> oh dear, I. I... Am I interrupting? No. No, I just finished. Okay, uh, I gotta go. Keep keep uh, keep <laughs> unloading the ship. So uh, I'll see you guys later. He walks away with a very satisfied and content straw. So, do you want to go to bail? <laughs> sure. Right. Well, he said, just follow the road. Is it yellow? <laughs> is it made of brick? <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road. I, I mean, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, I don't know, really know what I'm doing here. I just, I've been traveling with these idiots for the past six weeks and, uh... I heard that! I forget how good his fucking hearing is. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go downtown. Let's see what, it, let's see what it's about. Yes. Maybe yes. there's other people who would like to talk and uh, join in. That sounds like a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) You you depart the ship and you cast your eyes out towards the town of Kuhn. And you notice that apart from a handful of shacks and what seems to be an inn, there doesn't seem to be much life in the village. It seems to be mainly functioning as a port that you would assume that only those who are essential to the running of the harbor are actually living here. You do notice, however, though, kind of creeping in the outskirts of the town. It seems to be like a silvered mist. It's like completely surrounding the perimeter of the town and it blocks out your vision from anywhere else. You do notice that there is one main road leading out of the town, but once it passes the shack, your vision is completely obscured from the mist. But you do spot a notice board situated in the center of the town and another figure seemingly reading its contents. Sephirith, would you like to introduce your character? So, Sephirith is a tiefling. She has two large ram-style horns atop her head. They are uh, white, but the tips uh, kind of turn into a darker red to match her hair, which is a kind of a deeper auburn. It's quite long. It's almost down to her lower back, and she wears it braided in about seven different braids just to keep it out of the way. Uh, she's about 5'9", so she is uh, going to be a little taller <laughs> than some of the other people. She wears a, a large tattered cloak with her hood up, and you can just see her like dark purple tail kind of peeking out of the bottom of the cloak. She is wearing a large 
knapsack on her back, but everything looks a little tattered, a little worn. She's definitely been on the road for a really long time. And if you got close enough, you would see that her eyes are actually a solid white, which she finds that usually people are a little disturbed when they first see that. And so she's just scanning the boards to see if she can find some information. Cool. You want to read the notice board? <sighs> For fuck's sake. Okay. Uh, dragon. No, don't, definitely don't want to deal with that. Uh, looking for someone to clean my house. <laughs> wow, for five gold. So generous. Uh, looks like adventurers looking for a party. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what I'm looking for. You also see wanted missing child in the mists. Please help. As you read these, you feel the shadow of two figures behind you as Agnar and Biasjor approach. Well, maybe the notice board has a map, and that might tell me where the temple is. So I know we're going on the road, but if we just look for... Excuse me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me me just get out of the way for you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I I don't see a map. What is it you're looking for? Well, I'm I'm looking for the temple of Brigantia. <laughs> <laughs> and I have forgotten a name. Brigantia. <laughs> Wish I could help you, but I I just got here myself, so I don't really know oh. where anything is. But uh, oh, but best of luck. <laughs> well, what are you doing? Well, I'm just looking for work, whatever's I can find for the moment. But. Uh, <laughs> Just just arrived. Wow, I don't know where that accent <laughs> I know where it went. <laughs> it's listening to that nice little uh, Welsh accent over there. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> As you guys are talking, your attention is brought over back to the docks. You hear some kind of ruckus. As you look over, you see what seems to be a goblin on a raft boat furiously rowing his way to shore you go over to the docks and you look a little closer and and yeah it's definitely a goblin and he looks stocky for a goblin he's got like three chins and he's dark heavy bags under his eyes he looks like he's been through it you can nearly hear his exasperated breath as he's rowing like it seems like his body's about to give way any minute and standing on the raft Behind him, in a heroic pose, is another strange thing. I'm heading towards the land, sir. Good, Roger. Thank you. Much appreciated. And he kind of pulls the raft up, and the raft hits the dock and kind of shakes a little bit. And goes, oh, shit, 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 shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. God, can't you do anything right I try my best. I'm so sorry. You want for that? I'm not paying you. What? Oh, it's six silver. You owe me six silver. Now I owe you nothing for ruining my entrance. I'll remember that. I'll remember you, Johnny. (laughs) Edorath, would you like to introduce your character? Tell us what's going on with him. You see, arguing with this goblin, a very tanned-looking half-elf with very long, dark hair, nearly, like, butt-length. Not braided at all, just... (laughs) (laughs) Twins. (laughs) Just very messily hidden behind a very crappy, worn-out, sun-bleached black bandana. 
uh, wearing a very long, ratty, dark coat with a poet shirt underneath. But you see he's wearing, like, on the bits of his gauntlets and shoulder epaulets, you see the mouth of sharks over his shoulders and, like, a mermaid stitched onto his gauntlets. But you see, like, with his thigh-high brown boots, he, like, takes a very bold and step off and then nearly face plants. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, though. So he kind of takes a sec to get his land legs back and then starts walking up, and you see this man looks like he has not slept in weeks. He has, he has a very, very messy, short black beard and uh, kind of a crooked nose, and you see his eyes glow faintly with a really dark, almost like orange or gold, as he just kind of saunters up and goes, Robert, drinks, drinks, and starts heading towards the end. You see More his question. figures stride past you. Yeah. Are goblins evil? So, good question. Generally in D&D, yes. In our world, no. In our world, most races are somewhat civil. I mean, there's exceptions to all of these things, but goblins would tend to be still, like, We're trying tribal. not to treat any particular race as good or evil. It's more so the actions that they do that define them as good or evil. But, you know, your character may think differently. Roger that. You, as you're standing at the notice board, you see this figure stride by you and head straight into the inn. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, well, he definitely know, looks like he knows where he's going. <gasps> Maybe he knows where the temple is. I I doubt that. Uh. <laughs> oh, friend. Uh, 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 I swear I haven't done anything yet. That's an interesting greeting. Um, no, we're, uh, we're coming to join you. You want some friends? <laughs> You're buying the first round. <laughs> as long as you buy the second and third. I'll buy the second. She pays for the third. Oh, me, uh, I'm not going to drink, but... Okay, I'll pay. That's fine. All right, friends, we are. <laughs> Follow me. You tall one can join us. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've gone up close to this guy, he's like five seven, but he's like he's like almost six foot in the boots, but like he's like five seven. Well, I suppose that an inn's not a bad place to look around for work, so might as well join you. And if pints are being bought, then why the fuck not? Oh, why the if not? <laughs> You guys head into the inn. It's small. It's dirty. There's like mud covering the floors. You see a bartender behind the bar. He kind of nearly looks surprised that you even came in. He gives you a quick nod. There's a couple people milling around, but not many. You do notice a pale looking elf leaning back in a chair in the corner of the room. He's wearing leather armor and he's rocking like an Obi-Wan Kenobi episode one, like ponytail, you know, like the short crop there with it, with the little, with the little stringy back. Oh, and he, wa- he waves at you. <laughs> he waves. He waves. Okay. I wave and I go to the bar. All right, friend, what do you want to drink? What's the cheapest thing you got? Well, I mean, we have uh, we have some <laughs> beer out there. We can get you some beer. Or we also have a little bit of spirits, some tasty spirits. It depends on what you're after and depends on what your, what your favorite flavor is. We have a bit of everything. Fuck it, get me a dark rum. A dark rum. I can get you a dark rum. Okay. And he turns 
turns his back and starts to very, very slowly. This is a furbolg. This is a, a guy that has cow-like features like pointy slash curved kind of ears that point up in the air, a large flat nose, a lot of fur all over him, and he's quite tall. He's around seven foot tall, and he kind of just turns with a bit of a hunch in his back and slowly. This is a man who is never rushed. Please take your time. And he turns slowly. Five oh seconds and says, God. sorry, what was that? <laughs> nothing, nothing, just keep, keep going. Okay, can do, and he turns back slowly. Are you in a rush to be somewhere, friend? Mm, yes and no. That's uh, quite oxymoronic. It's got to be one <laughs> or the other. <laughs> sure. I have time for drinks, but probably not much more. Heading my way back to the main town to do some business. Oh, good. So you know where the main town is. Uh, oh, back to the main town. Do you know where the temple is? Well, if he's going back to the main town, it must be out to sea because that's where he just came from. Oh. You really are dense, aren't you? I mean, yes, I sink when I'm in the water. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. With that, the barkeep finally turns back with just a dark rum because that's all that's been ordered. <laughs> and he hands it across to you and says, that'll just be a silver piece. Thank you. No, my friend, I'll have one as well. Okay, no problem. And he slowly turns back around again. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have some time. So, you know where the main town is? I do. Okay, great. You're going to follow him from here on out. Oh. Uh, you're not just leaving a lady on the road alone. That's on chivalrous. No, I'm leaving her with you. <laughs> like that much better? Leaving her alone with a complete stranger? I mean, you made a good choice in drink. I, I, what else am I going to base your character off of? You didn't beat her. You did. You didn't beat the goblin. You didn't throw him overboard. But I didn't pay him. Ah, it's fine. I can hold my own, but I I would like some company. Sure, I will accompany you. What's your deal? Why are you staring at me? <laughs> <laughs> you are being rather silent in the back over there. It's kind of weird. Says the five foot turtle. I'll turn around and look up at him again. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> All right, here's your dark rum. Oh, now thank remember, you, my friend. No shenanigans in here, please. Oh, but shenanigans is my favorite. Else. Is it now? Yeah. Where's the last place you did shenanigans? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Okay. As he just takes a very large sip from his rum. As you sip it, you notice there's some kind of like murky, mucky, you kind of like claw at your tongue and, and there seems to be some grime and some like flies in the actual liquid that have obviously died in this room. Oh, yep, that's the good stuff. Oh, sorry, oh. ladies. Um, What would you like to drink? Tall, dark, scary one. <laughs> Did you ever uh, tell us your name? No. No, I don't think we told you our names. Oh, shit. Oh, how rude of me. I'm Bias. Bias and Tristan and uh, you... Etaroth. Et... Etarath. Yes. Mind if I call you Etarath? Can we get two more rums for the sure. ladies? It's going to take a while. <laughs> two more, okay. Oh, so no, I'll you, just have no. a glass of water. A glass of what? Water. What? Wa wa water. Get rid of the coward special. I'll, I'll get you a rum. Oh, oh. <laughs> and he turns again slowly away to get two rums this time. <laughs> and uh, you, um, Agnar. Agnar, lovely. Uh, not to interrupt the scintillating conversation, but did anyone notice that gentleman that waved at us when we came in? You look I over and he has gotten four more chairs from different <laughs> tables and has already placed them around the table. This and he's is, sitting this there. This is not how I pictured this NPC when I gave him to Caleb. But this is well, what's this happening. is the game, baby. This is what's happening. 
Oh, well, that, that guy waved at us. Obviously, expecting company. He's got four chairs around waiting for them. So uh, I think we should go sit over here. That's a no, but. but uh, none, none, of you, none of you know him. No. Oh, does he look familiar to me, God? Gods? Uh, Twin gods? <laughs> <laughs> Just DMs, <laughs> fine. DMs. 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 Um, uh, give me, give me, uh, no, you don't know him. Fuck it, you don't know him. <laughs> Yeah. If you roll we're gonna 50, rob you. We're gonna, gonna rob you him. of that first dice roll. <laughs> no, no. I'm not gonna waste it because that's a bullshit roll. You don't know him, obviously. No, I wanted to claim first roll of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out who that is. With that, the barkeep turns around and hands you two more rums. Oh, enjoy. Um, That'll be. Just give me like a gold piece. You heard the man. Give him a gold All piece. All right. Let me um. Uh, Adarath is patting himself up and he goes, Oh, fuck, where'd my... Oh, did that goblin take my fucking coin purse? <gasps> oh, no. I just stare at him and go, Okay, go get the goblin. Oh, no. That <laughs> wouldn't be fair. I'll pay. It's fine. And Agnar's going to get out the gold piece. Uh, gold's a gold. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And he takes the gold coin and he says, Exact change. Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> very generous of you well i've got money and he doesn't so that's fine uh, does somebody want this i take it and i down it <laughs> <laughs> give me a con save first roll of the game <laughs> let's go 19 19 yeah you knock it back and you notice that there was extra flies in this one and <laughs> it kind of adds a bit of a, a nice flavor you, you know? know what i'm actually starting to enjoy this that's a little extra protein well should we just go talk to that guy? I mean, he seems like he wants to. Seems like there's no point and in delaying the inevitable. <laughs> I can get you where you need to go. Just keep your feathers. Or... You can't even keep your gold purse away from a goblin. How the fuck are you going to get us anywhere? Ah, oh, fuck you too. Yeah. And I go <laughs> sit down next to the guy. At this point, as per Caleb's description, he's probably patting the top <laughs> of the seat. <laughs> like an enthusiastic bus passenger. I say to him, uh, do you want a drink, friend? Uh, I would love a drink. Thank you very much. I will have a dark rum. Thank you. Great. I'll be right back. And he walks off to the bar. Says to Vibok, can I get another rum? You want another rum? I can do that for you. Hi. Turns around slowly. <laughs> we'll return after those messages. Sephiroth walks over to the table and she grabs a chair, but she moves it slightly away from the table and slightly adjusts it so that it's facing out the, to the whole room. And then she sits down and silently waits for the stranger to start talking. And the stranger looks at you all and says, you all look like you are also brand new in town, no? Yes, just arrived. I've popped by once or twice, but still pretty new. Right, right. What are you here for? Well, I'm looking for the temple of Brigantia. Do you know where that is? Uh, no idea. If you want to find out about those sort of things, you have to go uh, to the center town, uh, Bale. But I do have it on good authority that there is good money to be made with some of the jobs on the notice board. I'm listening. Mm, you look like the type that would uh, like a bit of, uh, how you say, cash. I wouldn't turn down money that I wouldn't do. No, only a silly person would turn down money. With this, you have the dark rum in your hands and you can make your way back over. And the stranger says, you're a strange eclectic bunch, no? And you have a strange and eclectic accent, no? No, I learned it from <laughs> uh, someone I met on the seas. He was a uh, 
He was <laughs> his name was Kerst. He was quite a remarkable man. I hear great things about Kerst. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. And he kind of leans forward a little bit and says, Have you heard of the disappearance of children here? There was something on the notice board about that. How many children have gone missing here? A fair few, as far as I can understand. None of them have been recovered, but there are uh, whisperings of monsters. There are whisperings of child slavery. There are whisperings of death. And uh, I, for one, happen to know that there is an extremely lucrative reward for anyone that wishes to uh, partake in the rescue of a child. Not to mention the good karma that would come to you. Monsters I, and slavery. Monsters and slavery. We. Oui. Hmm. I uh, walk up to the tall, dark, and scary one. She still hasn't said her name, and I tug on her dress. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, yes, come closer." Excuse me a minute, friend. I will put my fingers in my ears and speak to myself. Yes. Are you trying to be discreet? In front yes. Of the no, no. I'm being obvious that I'm whispering to her, but I'm going to be whispering to her. Okay. Yes. Your French accent has fucked me up right now. Um, <laughs> slip into Kirst. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> For those that don't know, Kirst is in the other campaign we run, and that's me. And he's French. Uh, Irish. 33 dirty trees. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's cool. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Why don't you just fine. look at Caleb and say, what's a vegetable that you mash? It's not like, it's not like yeah, uh, it's my life, right? I, I live it. <laughs> Look, uh, if you think he sounds ridiculous, then what do you think he thinks you sound like? Exactly that. <laughs> uh, I whispered her and I'm just like, three gold that he did it. Really? You think he's the one running everything? We, uh, have you heard a man ask in a creepier way? Children are missing? Yes. Please I've, help us find him. I've, uh, I've unfortunately known quite a few creepy men in my life, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm not much in the gambling way, but I mean, if he's the one paying up. I mean, he'll be dead. He'll be paying all of us. But if he did it, that is. Anyway, I ears out. Make ears out. contact with me. I can take my fingers out of my ears. Yeah. And bear in mind, this table. Tables are what? Usually three foot tall? Yeah, they're like table height. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 so it's probably just my head poking up. Just like right, staring right. at him. It's <laughs> <laughs> ah, head. Oh no, it's just a small person. Uh, I'm just gonna do my normal accent. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> we will settle into accent. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not speaking for myself, but we'll settle uh, into accents. No. I'll just Episode go French. one, the test drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said there were slaves. I said there were whisperings of the children becoming slaves. No. Whisperings from who? Whisperings around town. Ask anyone. Don't ask too many people. I haven't prepared enough voices, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Furbog, bartender. Yeah, what can I do for you? What are the whisperings around town? Is this some sort of uh, uh, riddle? I like riddles. Okay. <laughs> what are the whisperings around nice town? Nice job being subtle. I can't tell you much I'm about... the size of a child. If they're going to steal one, it's going to be me. So it's fine. I do not believe they are looking for children of your uh, visage. If I may be so bold. Can I'm you tell interested? us what kinds of children are disappearing? Children of Bokht, uh, uh, the Fairballs, the Vidalkin, the, 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 the Asama, all, all, all sorts. Ooh. I don't think they discriminate. I'm just saying that you... They just don't want me. Well, I mean, have you had you a look You're not in? a child. Not 
No. You're not wrong. Which another way of saying that is she is right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not here to, how you say, bullshit. I just want to know. I suspect that in the mist it may be a little precarious. Perhaps you could accompany me or, you know. I'm leaving rather soon. Oh, wh where are you going? I'm going down the road to see if I can find the uh, kidnapped child on the notice board for the reward. Well... Either way, we're heading down the road, aren't we? And I'd like to find the children just because I think we should find children. They should not be lost. I think it's the right thing to do. Zephyrus leans down and, and whispers to the small tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> tortoise. <laughs> Tortle. <laughs> Tortle. Tortoine. <laughs> well, I figure if he did do it, then, you know, we can murder him on the way. And if he didn't do it, then maybe we'll get some gold. Excellent. All right, I'm in. Sephiroth pulls out a small dagger that she starts playing with just very casually in front of the stranger. So, sorry, but um, what exactly is your connection to all of this? And you're openly flashing a dagger? Just like very Are you trying gently. to intimidate him? Mm, no. No? <laughs> um, all right, I'll roll intimidation. I mean, I mean, are you trying to intimidate yeah, him? Just by, yeah, well, then roll intimidation. All right, fine. Wow. That's a solid. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a one. That's a natural. One. That's a one. <laughs> a nat as you're, uh, you, you, you. I'm intimidated. You go take <laughs> out your, your your dagger and you go. So what exactly do you? And your hand slips and the dagger clatters to the floor. And he looks at you and he looks down at the dagger and he picks it up and he hands it back to you. You appear to have dropped something clumsy. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. I now see a little bit of what uh, you're all about, if that makes sense. Look, I don't trust people right away. Exactly why you'd approach a group of strangers and just say that you wanted to go down a misty road and look for a bunch of children. Technically, I did not approach anyone. You approached me. And to be Pulled fair, up four chairs. <laughs> I could have table. been waiting for anybody. <laughs> and to be fair, I've known her for a lot longer than you, and she still hasn't told me her name. So what, it's not just you. What is your Ooh. name? What are all your names? I should probably know your names before I potentially work with you. I'm Agnar. Nice to meet you, Agnar. It is a pleasure. I am Nim. Nim. How about you, stabby tall one? Sephirith. Sephirith. Sof, never guess that. Sof, <laughs> sofa, yes. Okay. What about you, strange man? Edoroth. I beg your pardon? Edoroth. Bless you. <laughs> and you, curious, small, gnarled, little marsupial thing? Do you know what a marsupial is? <laughs> <laughs> to the Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I play characters of varying intellect. <laughs> Bias. Bias Jor. Pleased to meet you. You too, Nim. Well, if there's anything else to discuss, now is the time. I must be leaving. They say the first 72 hours of a child missing are the most important. I hear that was a lie created from uh, cop shows. Is that true? Mm, apparently. What are cop shows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any leads at all? I am not a detective. I am not a, how you say, cop show. The only lead <laughs> I have is that I head down the road and I look for a missing child. Signs of a missing child, signs of struggle. 
So we don't know if any of the parents are looking for them, if they're even home yet. I assume the parents were the ones that put out the notice. Yes, but this is a piss pot of a town. Someone could have just not taken down the poster. Very true. Well, why don't we look at the poster? And if it looks like it's old... Why don't we bring it with us just in case? Oh, that's even better idea. Maybe there's an address on the poster. Yeah, that'd be a good idea too. You make your way back out to the notice board. And sure enough, it is there. No address. Wanted. Missing child in the mists. Please help. (laughs) It's not very specific, is it? Please hold for the razzing of the DMs for not sorting that out. <laughs> hey, that's what it says, man. I didn't write it. It's what the <laughs> poster's going to be very non-specific. <laughs> Note, make posters more specific. Where do we put Players the... are assholes. <laughs> Where do we bring the child back to? Is it just one child? <laughs> yeah! Where do we bring the child back to? I don't know. I didn't write it. <laughs> Players, listeners, can you can you just can you just stop listening for a second, <laughs> Caleb? Can I have a question? Can I have a, can I have a talk with you for a second? <laughs> what were you thinking? I was thinking they talk to people, and I mean, I, I get to a small town. There's I like mean, four you've buildings. Met, you've met Luke. You know how he is. You know he's going to be like this. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we got this. Okay. Oh, hang hey, on. Quick kiss. You it, ro- <laughs> roll Thanks. roll investigation. <laughs> 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 Can we? <laughs> Which one of us? Yeah. All of us? None of us? Um, All of you. Oh fuck! Oh no! Another nat one. Another nat one from. Fuck these days. Also a nat one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Two nat ones. That's a whopping three from me. Oh no! It's that's that's, that's a failed group check. <laughs> if wait, I, wait. I saw oh. that. I only got it. Eight Damn, plus, uh, these one, dice are going in. You got a nine. <laughs> so you guys start arguing and bickering over how stupid, like how absolutely ridiculous it is that there's a missing child write it on the back poster, of the poster and there's no, you flip it over that's not there, Adarath, you're like putting it up and down, turning it upside down. It's like what this, the fuck? this they obviously is, don't want their child back that badly. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then uh, Nim comes behind your shoulder <laughs> and points and it says and points at the page and it says oh you are you are so baby he points at the page and he says look if you rearrange the letters <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's it says parents are in bail do we trust? Return child to bail. <laughs> Return to sender. <laughs> Do we trust the guy who didn't know what a marsupial was? Oh. <laughs> We're doing so well. <laughs> sure enough, sure enough, he points it out and you realize, oh my God, it does say, return the child to bail. And then an even smaller print, contact mayor if found. Who the That's fuck convenient. writes it that small? <laughs> so you do realize that Who on the this fuck page, is bail? it's the city, you goddamn ignoramus. We're in a small village and there's fucking fog surrounding it's us. The, it's the city down the road. Do you not know where you are going? No. Well, I oh guess even God. if the fog is thick, you know, we can just look down and as long as we're still on the road, inevitably, we'll get to We'll reach there bail. eventually. So I suppose. We're burning daylight. Come on, let's go. Oh. Right, then. 
Quite the forceful person, no? I don't mind fucking around. Not when children are on the line. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I thought that was quite uh, heroic, but apparently others thought it was funny. <laughs> you know what? That sounded a lot better in my head. <laughs> they mostly great. do. And uh, Nim kind of sets off hand on his um, yeah. on his hip, or you noticed a number of daggers, and he strides into the mist without waiting for you. Oh, cool! Wait. Not talking about plans or anything. Cool. Okay, I follow. <laughs> Does everybody follow? Yeah, I'll I'll All wait. Right. I I'll wait follow. till the two of them go ahead, and I bring up the the end of the pack. Sure. You rush up after Nim and follow this cobblestone path that leads outside of the village coon. As soon as you leave the perimeters of the village, you're immediately entrenched in this silver mist. You can hardly see like ten foot in front of you. And then an incredible sense of unease starts to well up inside of you. But you catch up with Nim and he's striding pretty confidently into the mists. And just into the mist on her dress again and be like, he seems to know where he's going. Well, I mean, he's from here, isn't he? I suppose we never really confirmed that. No, none of us rolled an inside check. <laughs> no, it's true. We all fucked that up. <laughs> it's fine, there's like four of us. And how many are in the mist? How many are in the fog? We don't know. Sephiroth, make a history check, please. Eight. Eight. You know that elves are commonly from Neodract. Okay. Um, so this guy is kind of out of place here compared okay. to the Vidalgan and the Furbolg that you saw, a few of them in, t- in town. Well... I don't think elves really live here. Like, I don't think that they're commonly from here. So I'm just... We didn't have many elves where I came from, but... Um, and? <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if maybe you could shed a little bit of insight onto this. Not every elf knows every elf. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yes, we're Fair. typically not from here across the sea, but we're too busy squabbling to fucking do anything about it. Right. Squabbling? Yeah, if you don't know fucking world current events, I'm not gonna fucking tell you. (laughs) (laughs) The DMs did not give us that information. Squabbling? You can make a history check if you wish. (laughs) Yeah. Eight. 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 You know of Neodrox, the continent that elves and dwarves come from, and you've heard... That they maybe don't get along so well, but you know nothing else. Right. I'm I just trying to enlighten the listener. <laughs> you threw shade at the DMs. Now you're <laughs> I did my homework. So you don't like short people? <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the elves beef with short people? It's not that they're short, it's that they're just bastards, to just fully be honest. <laughs> Alright. I don't really care. Why do you think I'm here and not back there fighting a war for someone else? Fair enough. Hey, Nim! Yeah? Why are you here? I beg your pardon? Why are you unbocked? Why are any of us unbocked? Some of us are running, some of us are here for opportunity, some of us are here to seek their destiny. Why are you unbocked? It's where the ship dropped me off. Inside the check. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> he looks at you and he raises an eyebrow. You have a ship? I don't know. Not that I don't know. I don't 
comma, no. <laughs> he does not have a ship. I'd be the only one that'd be remotely close to having one, but I feel like by the time we get back to town, he'll be gone. I've never seen someone fuck up grammar <laughs> orally and then <laughs> mentally read it out and go, no, I should have put a comma in there. So pedantic. <laughs> I don't, comma, no. He looks at you all and he says, I was uh, running from something, I'm sure you can understand, and I find myself here. The land of opportunity. He stops mid-sentence, and his body goes rigid. Oh. You see the relaxed demeanor in his body harden, as if turning <laughs> to stone. There was an erection joke there that we all miss. Shit. Shit. Oh, um, what? Oh, oh no. Fuck. That's not... No. Uh, run. Um, run. Who's strong? Oh. Who's strong? <laughs> right. Um, Sephiroth <laughs> bends down and picks up Agnar and just starts running. Oh, no, yeah. but I have to, But he's hurt and... and oh, what? Guff, I grab him by the scruff and I kind of toss him over Give my shoulder. Give me a strength check. Uh, big money, no whammies. Eight. <laughs> Eight? You attempt to pick him up and you... <laughs> Stumble and he drops. God but, fucking heels. But his body doesn't go limp as he falls. He's super rigid. And as you do inspect him closer, you notice a thin wisp of mist start to float out of his nose. Oh. Followed. That's not good. By a drop of blood. Oh. And then quickly more mist begins to seep out of his ears. Oh shit. And then uh, his eyes and then blood uh, spurts out, uh, following, streaming down his face and he starts to spasm, uh, suddenly not uh, so rigid. Uh, he looks at you, Etherath, and his, his eyes plead with you, like begging for help, but he can't speak. He attempts to, he, he tries to open his mouth and he just about manages it. But instead of words, you are greeted with an explosion of mist and smoke and blood. It goes everywhere. Oh, oh, oh let me help, let That's me help. Gross. And I'm going to flap my wings. Roll initiative. Okay. Oh, no. As you look down at Nim's now lifeless body, more mist gathers and it forms this, like, humanoid shape that comes in and out of focus. And if you blink, you seem to miss it and have to, like, train your eyes again to see it. It seems not totally corporeal. And... Agnar, it's oh. your go. With uh, Sephiroth on deck. Agnar is going to try and flap her wings to get out of Sephiroth's arms. Roll your uh, constitution saving throw. 19. Yeah, so you flap your Light wings bitty. and you take off. You calm yourself. Your anxiety doesn't quite grip you. And you take off with your full amount of fly speed. Oh, wait. Uh, Agnar is going to rush straight to Nim and cast Spare the Dying. Not knowing if he's actually alive or dead at this point, uh, but immediately touch that. him and cast Spare the Dying. And DMs are whispering. <laughs> How does it look when you cast this spell? You see the tips of Agnar's wings start to just glow faintly and little threads of kind of a golden light throughout her feathers, almost as if the sun is brightly shining on her feathers, even though there's no sun in this mist. The light travels through your feathers and a single one touches Nim on his forehead and suddenly his eyes shoot open Ugh. and then closed again. But you start to see a slight compression of his chest. He appears to, for all intents and purposes, be alive. 
And Agnar is going to look up at the mist figure and go, oh, no, no, and <laughs> flap her wings to back up and hover up behind the group. Okay. The rest of my flight, so I'm guessing that's going to be another 30 go feet. straight up and hover above. And that brings us to... Sephiroth. Right. Did you see something in the mist? Because I saw something like a figure, so what I'm yep. thinking is I'm going to cast a spell and I'm going to try and create a distraction and see if it targets that thing and then hopefully we can see it coming out and we can go after it. So I will cast Minor Illusion to create a sort of figure of a small child standing about 10 feet in front of our group and... If you were up close, you would see that there aren't really any facial features, but from far away, it looks like it could be a small humanoid child. Okay. And do I have to roll constitution for being in the in the mists? No, no, no. no. That, was, okay. that was something specific. Ah, Agnar. all right. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, so I'm going to cast that and see what the result is before I do anything else. <laughs> so you conjure this little child. You'll have to wait to see what happens on his turn. Ooh. Uh, Edorad. Fuck it. He whips open his tattered coat and you see a surprisingly well-kept rapier on his hip. And he takes it out and then he brings it up to his forehead and just whispers to it. just like, come on, I could really use some luck right now. And then you see the sword glows as I cast divine favor on my rapier as a bonus action. And then... Where the fuck are you, you mist monster? And I'm going to try to swing wildly to see if I can hit this monster in the mist. Hey, okay, give me an attack roll. Ooh, not good. Uh, that's a seven. Unfortunately, luck is not in your favor right now, and you slice at him, but as you slash, his body dematerializes through your blade. He essentially vanishes and becomes corporeal again after your slash. It goes straight through him. It doesn't seem to have damaged him at all. Great. Come on. Hit me. He is going to hit you. He is going <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I take it back. More mist swirls around him, adding to his body size, and he is going to attempt to dash up your nose in a misty form. Good thing my nose is broken and I can barely breathe. <laughs> What's your AC? 16. 16? This mist attempts to go up two nostrils at one time, and you feel something tickling your nose, and you just go, <laughs> <laughs> and it sh- it shoots back. Yeah, bits of snot like become like fused to the misty form. God, disgusted. And then he's going to dash straight at the materialized boy, and go straight through him. The the image I, vanishes. I, I, I would like to make an opportunity attack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, give me an attack roll. Eight. <laughs> Eight, yeah. Again, as he turns, the mist goes through. You do look on your sword and you notice there's a little bit of snot on it now, but you don't oh, think great. you did any damage. Not my day. Bias, your go. I'm going to... Can I do an arcana check? Sure. So I know what this might yeah, be. absolutely. Well, that would be a 14 plus a... Plus one, so 15. With a 15, you know that particular places that are desecrated by a god you in particular would know this can sometimes leave behind traces of 
something, whether that be good or bad. And the fact that this mist seems to be everywhere Mm -hmm. indicates that something bad probably happened here and that this might be a result of that. Okay. What it actually is, you don't know. These things tend to be completely dependent on the type of god and what happened and all this kind of stuff. Right. So I'll yell out to the others. If you have a god, start talking to it. It may have caused this thing. And on that, I'm also going to cast a spell called Compelled Duel. Oh, this is a bonus action. Sweet. Compel this creature into a duel. Make a wisdom saving throw. It makes its save. Great. You see it as you, like, turn to it. And how do you how do you compel it to duel? How do you try to do that? Just sort of look at it. I was like, in favor with one of the gods, eh? Come at me, you fuck. I can beat any one of them. So you, you gesture towards it, and it kind of turns its whole mist form away from you and continues its dash towards the um, the child figure that Sephiroth created. If I'm directly in front of it, because that was a bonus action, and what do you count checks as? What are checks in your game? That's fine. You can do an arcana check and still... Oh, sweet. Yeah, yes. Can I attack it then? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet! I take a big two-handed swing at it. Nope. So, 12. You... <laughs> <laughs> you take your sword and, and you take a swing at it. And uh, it doesn't actually dissolve. It actually dodges this one. Oh, you think that maybe speed might be the key if you can hit it fast enough, but you don't, you just don't quite make it. And it dashes after the child and goes straight through it. And your image dissolves. Agnar, it's your go. What can I see from my vantage point? Very, very little. You notice that the mist kind of encompasses everything, even up in the sky. Looking down, if you were to go up higher, maybe you'd see something. But looking down, you've kind of lost most vision of even what's going down. You need to go back to the ground to see what's happening. I've heard all this sort of chaos Mm -hmm. from below. So I'm going to... So then she looked at the rest of us like she just fucked off. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. She's like, oh no. I mean, she's a little chicken. Yeah, it's not like an elegant fly either. It's like a... (laughs) No. I didn't see a lot of armor on her. (laughs) So Agnar is going to attempt to fly down closer until she can see Mm -hmm. the kind of mist creature. Yeah. You swoop down and you see that it's probably about 10, 15 yards away from the group now. Oh, no. Now, stealing children is not nice, so I don't usually do this, but... And I'm going to cast... (laughs) Guiding Bolt. Yeah, at first level. Go ahead and roll your attack on Do that. Do it. Uh, that's an eight. Oh, we are rolling that's like garbage. Yeah. Uh, that's really absolute bad. garbage. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you let off a bolt, but after coming down at such a speed and finding the time to actually see through this mist, you let one off and it just goes flying. And in fact, once it leaves your hand, you nearly lose track of it. That's how thick this mist is. So you actually don't even really know if you hit it or not. Your vision's so obscured. Is everything okay? I'm all right. Is it still there? Probably. <laughs> oh. Where Thanks. are you? You just fucked off. <laughs> Where? Oh. And that brings us to Sephira. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I am going to cast Eldritch Blast. Nice. Try and hit it with a yeah, let's do it. bunch yeah, of magic. Let's do it. Energy. Eldritch Blast. That is a 13. <laughs> 
That will hit. <laughs> Roll your damage. <laughs> Fucking. Finally, we can hit. So yeah, that's how bad you guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have been. Fucking on form. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Still got our sea legs. We're still doing that. Yeah. 10 damage. 10 damage. Do you want to describe how you fire off that Eldritch Blast? So you see her kind of stand still for a moment, and it looks like kind of like small purple sparks start building between her fingers, and you see like a slight shake in her shoulders, and it looks as though she's trying to draw the energy up out of the ground, and then she puts her hands together and forces and pushes the energy, and you see this huge purple lightning bolt like spike out from between her hands, and it seems to strike through the mist very briefly for a moment and lights up. For once you see this thing get hurt, it hits it in the shoulder, and you see some of the mist actually materialize into this kind of black gunk, and it falls to the ground. It quickly gathers more mist into its shoulder, but there seems to be a little like separation between its shoulder and its arm from where you struck it. I think so we just I think we've got to hit it really fucking fast. So it's just, we just saw this bright purple flash. Yeah. Can't really see anything. Yeah. Okay. It's your turn, Edorath. I see you now, you misty fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I run up to where I see the lightning hit, and with my glowing rapier, I'm gonna try to stab it through what I am hoping is his chest. <laughs> Go ahead and roll attack. That's a nine. Yeah, with this newfound confidence, knowing that it can be hit, you go and try with extreme speed. But in your efforts, you slice right over its head. God damn it! <laughs> and you retract it very slowly in contrast to the speed that you, you struck with. Is there anything else you wish to do? I'm just going to stand there and curse under my breath. <laughs> Bonus action curse. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Brings us to the creature's turn. It's going to strike at you, Edorath. You look down and suddenly its arms have formed into two like misty blades. And it's going to strike at you twice. Wait, what? <laughs> That's a 17 and a, oh. and a 6. 17 hits. The mist hits you right in the shoulder and sinks its blade into you. It's going to do 9 points of slashing damage. And then... It's going to bring the other one up and try to slice you in the hip. And this one, again, dematerializes. It seems like it doesn't have full control over when it becomes corporeal because it seems a little confused that it doesn't actually manage to hit you. God, you're confused. I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) Just got stabbed by fucking fog. (laughs) That's going to bring us to bias. I start... Charging up towards him as I do, I clang my hammer on my chest and just like start shouting at the creature, saying, I'm coming for you, creature. The gods have put you on this planet, and I'm going to show you why I am coming for them after. And I'm going to cast Hex. Nice. Little self righteous, but all right. He is now <laughs> Hexed. And then as I get towards him, I throw out a swing. Ooh, roll the 13, so 17. That's going to hit. Another double-handed swing with that hammer. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll your damage, including your hex damage. Is 10. 5 bludgeoning, 3 necrotic. Nice. That does not equal 10. Plus 2. So 7 bludgeoning, 3 necrotic. Awesome. There we go. As you strike down. Myth, 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 myth. Nailed it. Podcast. As you strike with your hammer, 
the mist form dissipates completely and forms back five yards away from you, but a pool of blood and gunk is right in front of where you hit it. Seems a little bit smaller in form now as well, a bit smaller in stature. Tell them I'm coming for them. Curiously enough, of all the creatures you've fought, this one doesn't make any noise. It is literally just a big chunk of mist. You're used to creatures when you shit talk them or attack them, making some sort of pained noise, and this gives you nothing at all. It's completely silent. It's weird. This is a completely, like, odd, silent battle with this mist creature. Agnar, you're up. I can hear a lot of shouting, so I'm going to aim for that. So if you're with me and not the scary mist, you should probably get out of the way. Don't aim for the shouting. That's us. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It can't make noise. (laughs) That is a 12 to hit. 12 just misses. As you fire off your guiding bolt, you hear these guys go, No, no, no! <laughs> and it flies just past your head bias as it just kind of <laughs> crackles and it shoots off into the mist. Both of you lose sight of it as it goes past. <sighs> Did I hit it this time? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Would you like to do anything else? Ah, uh, that is all. Seraphith, up to you. Gonna go for a, a firebolt this time. Let's see if that. Uh, mm, no, no, I'm gonna stick with Eldritch <laughs> Blast. <laughs> I want that sweet, sweet bonus, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll your attack for that Eldritch Blast as you watch this creature kind of shimmy and squirm. Eight. Eight. Yeah. We rolled over. Five. I am fucking shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the energy shoots off, and you can see it. At actually, you can actually see this Eldritch Blast in the mist as it goes through. And you see it fly off into the distance until it's just a, a speckle of light. Great firework display, guys, but fuck. <laughs> Can you stop trying to kill us? <laughs> Look, I'm doing my best, all right? I, uh, and then as a bonus action, yeah. uh, I'm going to cast Sanctuary. I'm going to ward Edorath because it seems like it really likes you. <laughs> yeah, I get that sense. Yeah, so he, he, is, he is imbued with Sanctuary uh, and any creature that uh, targets him has to make a wisdom saving throw, uh, and if they fail, they have to choose a new target or lose their attack. That's Edorath. Alright, oh, you've missed a fuck, I swear to all the gods on this goddamn rock. And I try to stab it again. Third time's a charm. Go ahead and roll your attack. <laughs> Finally! Yeah. 20 unnatural. Yes, nice. baby. Here we go. Big money, no whammy. Damage roll. They slid up again. Thank you for the commentary. <laughs> that is 11 piercing damage and one radiant damage. Oh, nice. <laughs> you thrust at the mist form and you catch it just as it's like in its transformation in and out of its mist form. And the tip of your blade shines a little bit bright and you can hear a hiss come off the mist. And you hear what it seems to be... <laughs> Steam, like, like just like that, like, just like that, that sound. Excellent sound effect. <laughs> and yeah, he takes that damage. Would you like to do anything else? No, I just go. Yeah, you don't like it being stabbed, do you? Get, get, <laughs> fuck, just die already. It is going to transform itself into a mock replica in mist form of your rapier, and it is going to attempt to pierce you. Now but as it rude. does. What's the wisdom save on... What's your... Uh, what's your DC for that, um... Yeah. For Sanctuary. 
As he goes, he gets so close to your chest and then he starts to shake in his rapier form. And it, it turns to you, Seraphat, and, <laughs> and it's going to attack you. This floating mist rapier, it soars by you, just missing as you dodge out of the way. And then it turns back and comes at you again for 21. Yeah, 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 21 to hit. And it comes back and pierces the back of your shoulder blade. 11 damage. Damn. Oh, fuck, fuck. You good? Alive. Good. I wouldn't say... Good right now. I don't think that's the adjective that comes to mind. All right, give me a sec. Bias. I'm not gonna think too hard on it. I'm just gonna take a swing. Yeah, I can do it. Hurt. You do still it again. have hex up as well. I do. Fucking four. Goddamn fuck. Mm. Yeah. It's the most annoying number. <laughs> you turn around and you see it start to revert back to its original form, and you think this is an easier target than a floating rapier. <laughs> and as you do, you <laughs> as you do, it just takes a little like back step. Like it's the first time you've actually seen it move as a humanoid. It's tended to like float and transform. Mm-hmm. It literally just kind of it's nearly like it's mocking you. It takes just a really slow back step as you bring your weapon open around. Oof. And you miss it completely. I meant to do that. Sure you did. Is everybody okay? I heard some screaming. <laughs> I'm fine, but <laughs> a little a little pierced. Oh, um, maybe I can help. And I'm going to fly down to where I can I'm gonna land next to Sephira. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, baby. It's, all good. <laughs> it's day one, Just, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this is dry run, dry run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ADR, ADR will fix it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, re-record. Yeah. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Reach out my wing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do you want to describe how that manifests itself from your wing to her? Similar to Spare the Dying. Uh, (laughs) You you see that same shimmer of golden light as though the sun is shining off my wingtip and it travels along and just as I touch you, it sparkles into your shoulder. Go ahead and roll that. uh, If you've cast it at first level, that's that 1d8 plus 6. Well, that feels very nice. (laughs) 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 Healing. <laughs> this world's like magical. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that is eleven. Eleven points, points of healing. Oh. Get me back to my max, baby. As your little floppy, flappy chicken friend comes down and touches you with some sort of sunlight madruk. That brings us across to Sephiroth yourself. After just being healed by your little chicken friend, <sighs> what would you like to do? Uh, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Right, let's fucking finish this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and cast Eldritch Blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you some Eldritch Blast. Let's go. <laughs> fucking give it to me, baby. 24. 24 definitely hits. Because <laughs> you fire Wow, we've those... been rolling eights. <laughs> I know. Fire up one of those beautiful purple Eldritch Blasts. Go ahead and roll your D10. Six. Six points of force damage as you fire off one of your purple crackly boys that fires into it. Does the exact same thing. It comes straight in and kind of goes inside the mist and makes a dull thump as it detonates. That brings us across to Edorath. 
staring down this mist monster with <laughs> biased jaw just across from you. <laughs> Both of you kind of trying to bad talk it and also trying to one-up each other. <laughs> Sword in one hand and Warhammer in the other person's hand. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I, I like flip the rapier in my hand and then go to stab it again. Uh, okay, <laughs> toss it up in the air and flip it. I mean, we could... <laughs> Watch that, that's for sure. <laughs> that's another eight. That's an eight. <laughs> yeah, so you toss you toss the rapier up in the air and you kind of do the look away to bias and you catch the rapier, but you kind of catch it half hilt, half blade and you're gonna go ooh, 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 oh, and catch oh. it yourself and that uses up your action before you even get the chance <laughs> to attack it is going to form into a ball of mist try attempt to shoot up into the air do you guys want to make attacks of opportunity yes, yes. yeah stabby stabby so i believe sephirith you are not close enough to do an attack of opportunity oh, yeah because um, no, you've been firing aldrich's blast from range um but bias jaw and Edereth. You are welcome to take opportunity attacks. Nope, eight. eight. Oh my god. Wow. How many eights? Oh, eight. um, you take a swipe and you miss horribly with your fingers still stinging a little bit from grabbing your sword. What uh, do, do, Does it look like it's fleeing? Or does it look like it's going ready to attack? Do you know what? Give me an investigation roll. And if you do well, I'll tell you exactly what I was trying to do. Three plus whatever. Three? <laughs> it looks like it's flying up into the air. Okay, then I pull back my attack. You hold off? Yep. Excellent. Yeah? Why did you not? <sighs> it flies up into the air and goes straight to Agnar. You see this misty ball attempt to fly straight into you. Uh-oh, mistake. It's going to try bash into you in its misty ball form with 16 to hit. I have a 16, so... That hits. Yeah, if it meets it, it beats it ball of mist runs straight into your chest. I may have made a mistake and not done the attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think? That, uh, as it uh -oh. hits you, you suffer four points of, oddly enough, bludgeoning damage as this mist hits you with more density than you expected. It kind of hits your chest, goes through you, and comes out the other side. You get like this... <gasps> oh, ah. Bias, up to you, man. I yell out, will someone... Fucking check with their gods to see what's going on here. This is one of their creations. And then I command, the, I cast a spell command, and I say, stop. What's the saving throw on command? Wisdom 13. Yeah, he's got a high wisdom. So as you speak, stop, the mist stops. And for the first time, you see that it's not constantly coming in and out of a misty form. It stops still. And then behind him, you see another misty shape. The same form float behind him. And then to the right of him, another one. Uh oh You just had to bring up the gods, didn't you? And then another one. Edorath, you turn around and you see two more. Gods, damn it. <laughs> Seraphith, you turn around. You see you're suddenly surrounded. Uh. You're surrounded by these misty forms. There looks to be about 20. And we're going to leave it till next week. Yay. <laughs> Not all of us speak to gods. Peter <laughs> of the Mind Flip. Thanks 
for listening to Theatre of the Mind Flayer. We go live on all good podcast apps every Tuesday. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. If you didn't like it, well, stiff shit, you already listened to it. Reach out to us on Twitter at MindFlayer underscore pod and on Instagram at Theatre of the Mind Flayer. Thanks, babies. 